You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is yours truly, the Lord, Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment. Yeah! (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, y'all, let me get myself together, because... This one right here is a special one, right? Usually, you know, I'll have uh, some great guests and I've had nothing but amazing guests so far this year. 2023 has been such an amazing year so far. And uh, I'm having a great time doing what I'm doing on this Live and Loud with the Lord podcast, most definitely. But I thought I'd switch it up. I thought that I'd put some questions out there to the public and to the people. This might be something that I do on a regular basis. Uh, you know, maybe I'll have a Talk That Talk Tuesday or something like that um, to where you guys just ask me questions. And, you know, there's always been people who have asked me questions about how did I get started? What am I doing? And those things like that. So, hey, I, I have the platform to do it. So I'm going to do it now. So what I'm doing is fielding some questions. Um, I sent out, uh, you know, a few things, a few feelers to say like, hey, if you have any questions, ask some questions. And people did from around the world. Hey, listen, it was more. So I just I just got a few of them and I put them together. And now I'm going to answer these questions. So, I, you know, I pray you guys enjoy this one. Um, it's going to be good for me. You get to know me a little bit better. And that's what's up, you know, and uh, maybe you'll su- subscribe to my Patreon page that I'm just starting up and uh Yo, man, I'm just doing work, but I'm loving what I'm doing. So anyway, so let's go ahead and get to it. Let's let's uh first of all, I'll go ahead and answer the first two questions I like to ask all my guests. And so the first one is, where are you from? Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, I, Lord Nelson, I am from Chucktown. I am from Charleston, South Carolina. Liberty Hill, uh, downtown Charleston, Columbia Heights, um, Liberty Hill, really. That's where my mom is from. My dad was a little bit down the road, um, but from Chucktown, man, most most definitely just a beautiful place. And uh, of course, the second question is, what's great about Chucktown? What's the best thing about Chucktown? Man, I had so much fun with my family uh, every time we would come to visit. So, um, you know, I'm a military kid. And so, you know, we travel. So I didn't I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Charleston. Um you know, maybe my first grade year, maybe it was kindergarten, something like that. And then um, we went to, well, let me say we were in Kansas. I don't remember Kansas at all. We were in Fort Riley, Kansas. I've seen pictures of me in the snow with my big brother, but I don't remember it at all. Not one lick. I remember nothing about Kansas. But did my sister say maybe that was in Anyway, I don't remember enough about Kansas to even talk about Kansas like that. But, uh, you know, Kansas is a beautiful place, uh, right? Kansas City uh, Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, right? Hey, so uh, Joe Boxall, hey, man, congratulations. Yo, so anyway, Kansas, don't remember it. And then I think we came back to Charleston. And then I remember that like first grade. And so, um, you know, it was cool. You know, you got family members around, man, it was love. And then after, after there, we went to Panama. So we went to Panama and Panama was like, wow, Panama was crazy, right? Um, man, there was so much fun in Panama, man, and just living on the base and my dad, you know, taking us to uh, like, um, you know, the Panama Canal to watch the ships come through the canal, uh, going to Devil's Beach, remembering the big net that was up saying, don't go past this point, don't swim around this net because the sharks would tear your tail up, you know, would eat you. And I was just like, yo, but I was just a little kid, man. You know, all those early mornings getting up with my dad, watching me eat his cream of wheat before he go, you know, do his thing, you know, being in the military. So anyway, Panama, uh, iguanas and monkeys and, uh, you know, mangoes and banana trees in your yard, man. It was it was beautiful, man. I, I remember it and it was an amazing, amazing place. Um, so. Let's get into these other questions, man. I'm talking about me, and, and, and we'll continue. So the first question, 
from Dieter from Frankfurt, Germany. Okay. Dieter, what's up, baby? He said, uh, do you have any siblings? Yes, I do. I am actually four of five. I have two older sisters, an older brother, and a younger sister. And so uh, my family was beautiful. Um, I love my sisters and my brother. Um, it's just just great, fantastic. Uh, you know, every time we get on the phone, we talk for so long. We're all not in the same place. So when we get on the phone and we do have conversation, it's always really good. And I just have a great time, man, just talking to my family, laughing. I'm probably the clown of the family. I like to have fun. I don't like to take things too seriously. Um, my brother, he's more serious. You know, he's he's that guy, man. But, you know, I always used to look up to him, you know, when I was younger, man. He was he was that guy. But uh, just a beautiful family, man, you know, of kids. And now my father, uh, he, he does have other children. And I do have other uh, sisters and brothers. And, um, hey, man, it's all love, man. It's all love, man. I got them beloved for them, too, man. They're family. We're family, man. We're blood. And so it's all beautiful. But the five of us from my mother is five of us. And um, we just did our thing, man. It's, it's love. It's love. So Enrique, I, I'm sorry, Enrique from El Paso, Texas. Here I go. I go into my mode, man, like, you know, uh, talking Spanish like I know what's going on anyway, man. Enrique from El Paso, Texas. Lord Nelson, you're a military kid. What was it like growing up as an army brat? Growing up as an army brat was magnificent. I had a great time, just like I was saying earlier, lived in Fort Riley, Kansas, which I don't remember, but I do remember Panama well. I do remember Georgia well. Um, I do remember Fort Jackson, South Carolina very, very well, you know, as a teenager growing up. Uh, all these military bases, you just met a lot of great people, people from all different cultures, um, all different music. You just had a great time, man, and just friendships that were just just crazy. You know, sometimes I think about the, the people that I knew, you know, back in the day uh, from the other bases, like on Fort Benning, Georgia. I remember Fort Benning so well, but I don't, you know, I haven't seen any of the people from there. Um, but Fort Jackson, you know, in my teenage years, I'm still close to these are some of the these are family members that I still talk to all the time. Um, you know, we might not see each other all the time, but when we hang out or when we do talk to each other on the phone, it's the greatest, greatest, greatest thing in the world. And, um, you know, I could just remember on Fort Jackson uh, when I met my, you know, just my boy, Greg, he's like my brother, man, you know, but Wayne and Gerald and Sterling and and all these other guys. I know D and Keith and I'm missing. Anyway, I'm missing a lot of people, but everybody from Fort Jackson you know, they were all like brothers and sisters to me, you know. And so I can remember, you know, meeting Greg and, you know, he tells the story that, uh, you know, I was out with my dog, you know, I had a Doberman Pinscher. The name was Lady. And so Greg's coming through. And let me say this, because when I first moved to Fort Jackson, man, you know, I came out, we moved all the stuff in the in the quarters and the housing. And then I looked around and there was nobody. I saw nobody out. But it was it was summertime, so it was really hot, but there was nobody outside. And so I was just like, man, this is about to be terrible here. But then later on in that evening, Greg was coming through heading to football practice. So I had my dog with me. And so he just came through. And his first question that he had for me, he said, hey, does she bite? I was like, yes, she does. <laughs> so that was uh, our introduction to each other. We are still boys to this day. We still talk, man. It's a long time ago. And so so many great people on Fort Jackson, so many great times on Fort Jackson. I, I, I can make a show of just talking about Fort Jackson. It was one of the most amazing places in the world. And um, just the majority of the people, there are still my brothers and sisters, man. We're just family, man, and just still love, man. I know a lot of you, you new school individuals, you know, you guys don't keep up with, you know, family and friends like that, but, but we really did. And um, I'm just very, very appreciative for it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Enrique, uh, thank you for the question. Yo, so um, let's see here. Lisa from Seattle, Washington. Okay, Lisa, you seem to truly love music. Where does your love for music come from? Well, Lisa, my family, we love music. My mom and dad always had music in the house. You know, when you go and think about, you know, that big, long furniture piece where it had the the record player in there and then the eight track tape thing in there also yeah i'm dating myself i'm a little bit older but it had the eight track in there and my mom and dad had so many records from from r&b records to to you know uh rock records to to everything 
just every kind of music that they they just love music. So we would just go down there and just play music all the time. Music was always a part of what we were doing. And um, my sister played in the band. She played saxophone. Uh, my younger sister played clarinet. Um, I never played any instrument, but, you know, I was always, you know, a poet. I could always write well. And, and my brother, he was a DJ and he still is a DJ. He has his own um you know, internet radio station right now, you know, GXI radio. And um, it's it's unbelievable. We love music and it has always been around, you know, just hearing my mom sing, you know, Mahalia Jackson songs, man, on Sundays before we're going to Sunday school and things like that, man. It's just the memories flood my brain. And, you know, Pops, you know, used to be in one of the, like a doo-wop group way back when and stuff. Man, listen, music has always been a part of who we are and what we do. And um, I'm thankful for it. I don't know where I'd be without it. It's brought me to so many places and it brought me to you guys. And um, just thankful. So, hey, um, I appreciate that question, Lisa. Thank you very, very much. Um, Robert from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I know a Robert from Fayetteville. I don't know if it's him, but but we're going to ask, ask this question. Excuse me. Answer this question. What were you doing before Stuck Mojo? Oh, getting into it. Okay. All right. Before Stuck Mojo, um, you know, I was in a few rap groups, uh, you know, where I where I was living, you know, Fort Jackson, Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and, you know, I had a, a rap group called uh, First Platoon. I had a rap group called Prep, you know, because of how I dress. You know, I was always a preppy guy, you know, very colorful plaid pants, you know, yellow shirt, yellow socks, you know, khakis, duck heads, polo, man, Izod, you know, Lacoste. Come on, man. All of that, man, I used to rock all of that. Tommy Hilfiger and stuff. You know, I used to really, really be deep into that stuff. I, You know, I, you can see it. I still rock Ralph Lauren. I love Ralph Lauren. I'm still a polo guy. But it's all love. But, um, man, listen, I, I got stuck mojo. I'm sorry, man. I, I, was, I was thinking about my fashion, man. So stuck mojo. <laughs> what was I doing before stuck mojo? So I was in, you know, a few rap groups and uh, just doing my thing, man, and just, just having fun and just writing. And, uh, you know, doing stuff with my brother, uh, my brother made beats, you know, DJed and, um, you know, I would just get up there and he'd have me, uh, you know, come and perform certain times and things like that. So I was just out there rapping and then, you know, got with the group first platoon with my boy said and my boy will. And, uh, you know, we did some things and, and we had a good time. You know, we we put out a project uh, and um, it was dope, man, you know. You said and and Will, you know, they didn't they, they had a difference of opinions about things. And so said left. And uh let me say this. Said is probably, you know, people always say the the top five, top this or whatever. To me, said is the best MC that I've ever known. Um, he's the quickest writer. Um, he's an unbelievable dude. He's from the Bronx, New York. And um, yo, he's just my guy. And and Wilson, I call him Wilsoni Theory, yo. He's just so talented making beats and and doing what he was doing. And then, of course, he was just one of those intelligent type individuals, man. Not not like he was intelligent. He was. He is intelligent. And uh, he just, man, he's just a <laughs> theoretical. You know, that's my guy, man. So it's all love, man. So anyway, that's what I was doing before I got with Stuck Mojo. And so, okay. Let me look here. So Simon from Peterborough, England, Simon had, okay, listen, usually I'm going to take like one question, <laughs> possibly two from every person, man, but Simon's got like four here. The only reason we're going to go with these questions, man, is because he's asking about the Stuck Mojo uh, uh, thing also. So, so, so let's talk about it. So Simon from Peterborough, England, let's see here. Would you please tell us the story of how you became the fill-in for Bones and Stuck Mojo? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I went to school with the great Bones from Stuck Mojo, Mr. Theron Archie. I went to school with Mr. Theron Archie. We actually graduated together from Richland Northeast High School. Um, you want to talk about a, a young man who played basketball? That was Bones. A young man who was in the band? That was Bones. Bones was super talented, man. Me, I was just you know, running around, clowning, doing my thing, rapping, just doing what I, I do. And um, 
I always used to look at those band guys like, yo, man, these band guys are cornballs, man. You know, look at these band guys. But Bones was always, you know, he was just always cool, man. He's just, when, when I talk about preppy stuff, man, he used to be that guy back then, man, you know, just wearing his, having his, uh, his Izod on, his Lacoste on, and, and having his khakis and his Docksiders. And anyway, man, we go into all that, man. But yo, that's my guy, man. And um, Bones is, Bones is, is is that dude so how 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 it came to be i saw him at a show that was at this place called rockefellers well let me back up for a second let me take my time because my man said i always need to take cabo sign said i need to take my time when i tell this story so i'm going to take my time to tell this story so i won some tickets on the radio to go see goody mob fishbone de la soul and may i say dave um, just passed from De La Soul, man. Hey, one of the great ones that just left us, man. Um, yo, he he was an unbelievable artist, an unbelievable MC, and a uh, shout out to him. I got to meet him one time way back when at a show. Um, but just salute to him and uh, rest well, my brother. You definitely will not be forgotten. Okay, so, um, Goody Mob, Fishbone, De La Soul. That was the concert. It was the show that they had together, man. And I know Fishbone with those guys, it seems a little odd, but hey, the, the show was amazing. So I saw uh, one of our classmates, Reggie Mickle, was there. And so Reggie, I was like, Reggie, what's going on, man? He's like, yo, yo, what's up with you? I said, everything's love. He's like, hey, did you know that Theron was in a, a band called Stuck Mojo? I was like, nah, I didn't know that. He was just like, hey, man, they're going to be uh, performing here at Rockefeller's like in about, a, I don't know, another few weeks or a month or so, he's like, you need to come down. I said, hey, I'm there. So just love, man. So I, I found out exactly when it was going to be. I was like, I'm there. And when that day came, boom, I'm driving down. And here I am. I got all my Tommy Hilfiger gear on. You know, I got my Tommy Hilfiger shirt on. I, I got my Tommy Hilfiger khakis on. You know, I got some uh, nice clean shoes or whatever not knowing what I was about to get myself into, man, because I really didn't know, because I really hadn't heard of Stuck Mojo at that time. Not knowing that Stuck Mojo was big in Columbia, South Carolina, because I was just truly more into my hip-hop thing at the time. And so here I come walking down, and I'm looking at all these people around this guy, and they're talking to this guy, and I'm looking at him, and he's got, like, this work shirt on. And he's got, like you know, uh, locks and, uh, and I'm just looking at him and I'm just like, who is that? Is that looks like, but nah, that's, that's not the, the guy. Nah, nah. And then all of a sudden bone screams my name out so loudly. He was like, Lord. and I was just like, Oh my gosh, man. And so I come down and we just hug it out pounds and hugs man and we just laughing and, and he just looking at me I'm looking at him and we're just laughing man it's just unbelievable I'm looking at him because this is not the guy I remember he's got tattoos man he's got piercings he's got he's a different dude man but he's a cool mother yo man he's just that guy man so it's just all love so we talk and we chop it up and then he's just like hey man don't worry about paying it's, it's on me come on in man just put you on the list come on in with me so we go in and here we are, man. We're just, we're just in there. We're just talking by the bar and people are coming up to him and, and, you know, he's signing autographs and he's taking pictures with these people. And I'm just like, man, what is going on? I just didn't understand it. It was crazy to me. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just in taking it all. So then he says to me, Hey, Lord, I got to go and get ready for the show. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Cool. Love, love. And mind you, I hadn't met, I had not met Rich yet. I had not met Frank yet. I had not, not met Corey yet. And so I was just like, okay, it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. So he goes. And now I go up because I'm ready to see what's going on. And they had a few other acts that were there already. I can't remember who they were, but they were dope too. But anyway, so I go up to the front of the stage. And so as I'm standing there, you know, I'm looking back and everybody else is they're they're not close to me they're they're back and and i don't understand what's what's the reason that everybody's not up here trying to enjoy i'm just like this my guy man i'm giving full support i'm here i'm on it so here i am up there at the front 
And so they walk out on stage, man, and I, everybody starts cheering. And it's, whoo, the energy in here is crazy. But the people are still not up there with me. So I'm like, wow, this is banana. So anyway, they come up there. Bones walks up there. He's, he's saying a few things. And then all of a sudden, they hit it, man. Boom! And the crowd goes bananas, man. So now I'm in a mosh pit, right? They're knocking my big ass everywhere. I was just like, these motherfuckers are all tripping. I was like, what is going on? So I'm doing up but smiling, man. I'm laughing, right? And they just hit me. Boom, boom, boom. And we're going. And man, Bones, and they're just putting on such an amazing show. And right there, I was just like, I'm a Stuck Mojo fan, man. It's like I was part of that, that movement, that vibe, that feeling. It was amazing. You know, when Bones takes the circular saw and puts it on that pig head, that metal, and all the sparks flying everywhere. Hey, man, I was there, man. It, it got me. It grabbed me just like it grabbed everybody else. And I knew why everybody loved what was going on. So after the show, man, it was all love. And, um, you know, I told Bones, he was asking me, like, you know, what were you doing? And, you know, what are you doing? I was like, well, hey, I'm working here. I'm doing this. And he was like, man, I always thought you was going to be a comedian or something like that. I was just like a comedian. Nah, I said, nah, man, I write, man. You know, people say that because, you know, I, you know, I, I clown around a lot, man. You know, I like to laugh, man. So that's what it was about. So I was like, nah, man, I write, man. You know, I rap. I got a group here. I'm doing this, whatever like that. And so he was like, you know, cool, cool, cool. And I told him, I said, well, if there's anything you guys ever need, man, you know, let me know. And he said, yeah, that's love. That's love. So Rich then went to do something else after I met all of them. And then Bones and I hung out with some, uh, some fans that I, I don't know where we were. We were down at USC campus. We were at a house. We were hanging out. You know, there's a little bit of bud passed around. I don't smoke. I don't drink. <laughs> I'm straight edge as they come. So, you know, they were like, hey, I was like, nah, nah, nah. Puff, puff, pass by me. <laughs> pass by me, man. I'm good to go. So, anyway, I dap bones up. Much love. I told him, I said, hey, we'll holler. And then he told me that they would probably be back to perform at the elbow room. So I saw him at Rockefeller. So he said they would be back to perform at elbow room later on a few months. I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. So I bring my other people to the elbow room. Once again, I'm, I'm prepared for the mosh pit this time. So I got my, my homeboy, Gerald and Wayne with me, man. And we're in there, man. And we're having a ball. We're having a ball. The music is great, man. And then we're in the mosh pit and man. So, you know, the mosh pit going here, there, there. Everybody's boom, boom, bumping into each other. And then all of a sudden, the music stops. And I'm getting ready to, like, go back into somebody. And the whole crowd just moves. And I just, ah, boom. I land on the ground. The nat You know how those floors are, right? Ladies and gentlemen, you know how the floors are. Beer, wet, just here I am, just laid out on the floor, man. And everybody looking at me. And everybody starts laughing. But then they help me up, of course, you know? It's what they do in the pit. They help you up. You know, they help me up. And everybody was like, yo, man, we thought you knew this all was about to end. But anyway, it was just crazy. So anyway, I know this is long, but but uh, just like I said, my man Cabo said, make sure you're thorough with it. So after that show, we talk and talk again. And once again, I tell them again, man, listen, if you need anybody to ever write for you, do anything, just let me know. So that actually happened. Bones was like, hey, man, would you come down to Atlanta? And, um, you know, get on a couple songs, uh, you know, with me. Uh, you know, yeah, I was telling the guys about you, man. Why don't you come on down? So I did. I drove down to Atlanta with my boy T. Morton. We get down there and um, we do two songs. We do Friends and then we do Yoko. And mind you, Bones is on these songs. This is what I know, man. You know, it's all love. So we do that. We have a great time. Vibe with Rich and we record and everything's love. And then after that, Bones and I and Tony, we go to a party with some of his friends. And we go and we hang out, you know, they're barbecuing and stuff. And I'm just I'm just looking around, man, and vibing with some of the other people there. And, hey, man, it's just a good time. I'm just thankful. You know, I'm thankful and grateful that I had this opportunity. So, you know, we're driving back home. Tony and I, Tony's like, hey, man, that was a great session, man. You, you did your thing. It was all love. You know, we, we talked. And so get back. Bones is coming to Columbia. They got another show. And so they come up and I had to work. I couldn't get off. I, I, I stepped out for a little bit so I can check them out. And so um, 
I'm just like, yo, man, you know, when when I'm gonna be able to hear those songs or whatever. He's just like, oh, you know, you'll be able to hear him, man. It's it's all love. It's all love. Okay, okay. So did the thing, hollered at him. They left. I called him again, like a, a I don't know, maybe a week later, and said, like, hey, you know, what's up with the songs? And then he said, hey, man, you know, um, I'm not in the group anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, I'm not in the group anymore. And I was like, okay. He said, but hey, here's Rich's number. Call him. Check it out. And he'll let you know what's up. So I called Rich. I left the message for him. And then he called me back. And he was just like, hey, man, what's going on? I said, everything's love. I was just wondering, you know, uh, you know, those songs, when you guys going to put those songs out or whatever like that. And he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to put them out. And, uh, you know, um, you talk to Bones. Yeah, I talked to Bones. He's like, yeah, well, Bones is not, you know, in the group right now. He's like, would you mind helping us write? So I was just like, man, an opportunity to write for Stuck Mojo. I was like, of course, you know, and of course, Bones put me in touch with Rich to, ha to have a conversation. I'm not saying it was that conversation about me writing for them, but he put me in touch with them. So um, the next thing I know, I'm writing songs. I know that I write well. I know that I write a lot. And so it just went from that. I just started writing songs and they were in the process of looking for another lead singer. It wasn't about me at all, about nothing like that, but they were looking for a lead singer. I was just writing. So it was all, it was all cool. So that's how open season came about how in the majority of that album came about when he sent me stuff to write it was just the easiest stuff in the world because the music was so great and so they came up one day in recording and they had been looking for another front man and they just were loving the stuff that i was writing and recording so rich just asked me one day he said hey man would you um would you consider being the front man for Stuck Mojo? And I was like, oh, front man for Stuck Mojo. Wow. Wow. I said, I have to think about it. You know, I'd really have to think about it because that's, I mean, it's bones. It's, it will always be bones first and foremost, no matter what. I know that I came in and Robbie J came in and we did our thing and we represented, no doubt, no doubt. I, I'm confident in who I am, but you know, uh, <laughs> I was just like, wow. So, I actually had to pray on it. I actually had to, you know, ask, uh, talk to a lot of people about it. And, uh, you know, so many people were the majority, I would say 90% of the people were like, you can't miss this opportunity, you know, of doing something that you love. And so I actually wanted to talk to Bones about this situation. I wanted to talk to Bones about this situation, about what was going on, but I didn't get the, you know, I didn't have the chance to talk to him um, at first. And then the next thing I know, a song was released you know, about, you know, what we were doing. And I was just like, wow, they released a song. And so when they released that song, you know, Mark Willis had called me. Mark, I, I like to call him Bruce Willis, but Mark called and he was like, hey, this is a situation. I was like, wow, okay. And then all of a sudden I see my phone started blowing up and I could see his bones calling me, right? And so I was like, man, at that time, you know, I wasn't answering my phone till after seven o'clock. <laughs> Because 7 o'clock, it was free then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't answering my phone until after then. So anyway, I finally, after 7, um, I get back home because I was out and about with my my uh, my my children. And um, I get back home and I tell my wife, I said, hey, I'm going to step out for a sec. I said, I need to talk to Bones. So I step out and I talk to Bones. And then the first thing he said, man, he went, ooh, Bones went in, yo. But I'm not mad with that because I understood it. He wasn't really mad with me, but he was he was just talking about the situation. And we had a great, great conversation. We really did. We had a great conversation about it. He uh, just, you know, let me know how he felt about the situation. And I, and I told him I understood 100 percent. And, um, you know, there was no there's no bad blood at all. There was no bad blood. He was just letting me know how he felt about it. And I respected that. And he respected me also. So. Um, what happens here after that bones and I still are having conversation. And so we're still recording and doing things. And then we're about to get ready to go on tour. So I'm about to tour with stuck mojo. And so bones calls me one night and I'm walking into my job. Cause I still have my job. I'm walking into my job and bones is like, Hey man, what's up? I said, Oh man, I'm just leaving the gym, you know, getting prepared for this tour and stuff. He's like, Oh, you get prepared for this tour. Huh? And, uh, 
He said, yeah. He's like, man, you know, this situation is really crazy. I said, I, I feel you on that, man. I said, but you know, I got nothing but love for you. Nothing but love for you, man. And he said, yeah. And I said, I said, I want to say something to you right now out of the out of respect for you. I said, if you don't want me to do this, I won't do this. And I said, that's, that's strictly because I feel like we're family. And I said, if you don't want me to do this, I won't do it. And he said, nah, I can't ask you to do that, man. He said, I brought you to this. He said, you're here because of me. And um, he said, nah, go ahead and do your thing and handle your business, man. You know, and he gave me his blessings. So I, I, I probably missed a few things, man, but that's how it went down, man. And so here I am a part of Stuck Mojo, but with Bones' blessings, you know, because, you know, nobody will ever be able to replace him. I, I just feel like I was a fill-in. You know, I filled in, you know, for him for a while until he came back. And then, you know, I'm sad to say that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that things didn't work out like they should have because, you know, he being the front man for Stuck Mojo will always be, you know, one of the greatest things in the world to me, you know, indeed. So I, I hope, I pray that I was thorough with that, man. You know, I read my mouth. I love to talk. So I pray that I was very thorough with that assignment. So Simon, what else did he ask? Simon from Peterborough, England. Uh, how's your relationship with Bones? Once again, Bones and I are still good. We still talk on the phone. That's my guy. Um, nothing but love for he and his wife, man. We're good to go. Um, you know, we get on the phone, we laugh, we clown, we trip. It's just like we're back in high school, man. So he's still my guy, you know, forever. So, you know, there's no worries. Everything is love, man. That's real, real talk. Real talk. All right, so Simon, another question here. How many albums did you do with Stuck Mojo? I did two studio albums with Stuck Mojo. Um, I did Southern Born Killers, of course, which uh, thank you guys for loving and saying how great it was. Um, and it is a great album. Uh, it's a great vibe. Rich really said that he was going to make uh, those songs around my voice and how I rapped and how I did my thing. And he really did I really accomplished that. And so many of you have really just said like, Hey, how much you love that Southern born killers album. And I'm thankful for you guys allowing me the opportunity to perform for you and do what I do. I just wanted to be me. And I, and I think it really came off with that, uh, came off like that. And then we did the great revival, which was a concept album. Um, Rich wanted to do a concept album, and that's what we did. And, uh, you know, I know I'm going to say it. A lot of people are like, man, this is not a metal album. It's not this. Man, I don't care what, what is thought about it. I love it, you know, because I wrote on that album. And, you know, I wrote my, listen, my lyrics, I love it. If you don't like it, man, hey, yo, that's your opinion, and you have every right to it. I love the album. I think it's an amazing album. I think we did amazing work on it. And uh, so, Simon, I did two albums with Stuck Mojo, uh, Southern Born Killers, and The Great Revival. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Simon, what other question you have here? Simon, Simon, what's your favorite Stuck Mojo song? Woo. Well, wow. There's so many great songs that Stuck Mojo has, and that means with Bones, of course, first and foremost, and then My Time, and then with Robbie J, uh, Fonts also, Rob the Ripper. Yes, indeed. Um, I love, of listen, of course, of course, Open Season is one of the greatest songs by Stuck Mojo, bar none, okay? I'm going to say it, and that's just my, that's how I feel. Open Season is one of the best songs by Suck Mojo of, of all time. It's my opinion. You know, I was a part of that. So, but I must say that Monster and um, Cake and uh, Southern Born. <laughs> See, I'm about to start going down everything, man. Southern Pride, man. Uh, not Promised. To anyway, every Stuck Mojo song is the greatest. That's all I'm going to say, man. Every Stuck Mojo song, man. Every Stuck Mojo song. And I do love Home, though. Home is a great song, man. Anyway, man. So I'm going to say I love every Stuck Mojo song, man. And take the politically correct way of doing it and handling that. 
All right. So next up, Jackson from Cleveland, Ohio. What was that feeling like diving deep into the metal world you were familiar with, but not really truly swimming? Okay, so I grew up a military kid. I had friends of all colors and races and cultures. And so I listened to everything. And so um, my boy Troy Carruthers and Danny Horn, um, Scott McKenzie, you know, we'd all hang out, man. And we'd listen to a lot of, what was it, Z96 back in the day. We had the Big DM. We had Z96. We had uh, WCOS was the country station. Um, oh, man, there was an AM station that was an R&B station, that was WOIC. Listen, listen to everything, man. Once again, we had all these cultures from everywhere, but my boy Troy Carruthers and Danny Horn, they were really into the metal music, the majority metal music. So, you know, listening to Iron Maiden and Def Leppard and Ozzy Osbourne, and um, we listened to all of that. And here we are up at Danny Horn's house playing Atari 3200 and listening to Ozzy Osbourne, you know, uh, <laughs> Bark at the moon and oh man, those listen, the memories just flood the brain. We had such a good time listening to those songs. But I was more aware of the stuff that was more of a mainstream type metal music. When I really got into the other music is when I got with Stuck Mojo and to be on tour um with like um, you know, uh Vengeance uh, from Napa, California, my brothers, oh man, watching them every night. Ectomorph, watching them every night. Uh, Vendetta uh, uh, from uh, Peterborough, England. Simon, Peterborough. Mm -mm. Uh, Peterborough, England. And then also we had Tenside with us on that tour. And so here we are for a whole month vibing with all these guys in Europe and touring. And, and now I'm listening and hearing all this different music and and really getting to understand what was going on in the true metal scene, the underground metal scene, just like, wow. This was crazy. And just to see the fans and how dedicated they were and how much love they showed and the excitement that filled the air when you, you know, just got on that stage and, and the love that Stuck Mojo was getting. It, it, listen, it was crazy, man. That, that tour just it did so much for me mentally, man. I had such a great time on tour. And so um, being on tour with Stuck Mojo and, and it really got me to see the other music and allowed me to witness and hear so much more of the music. My brothers, listen, my brothers, uh, vengeance, my brothers, man, I did a song with them, man. Uh, <laughs> changing of the guard. I did a song with Ectomorph, man. I'm just telling you guys, I really got into it and it's lovely. Like I said, I love all music, man. So it was a, a pleasure to really, uh, get into it and immerse myself in that music. So uh, it was great, man. It was great. man. Yeah, yeah. I was swimming in it. I, I got deep in it. <laughs> so William from Charleston, South Carolina. What was touring like? Touring was the greatest thing, but, but being on that bus, man, you know, you get a little, you know, when you start, you, you miss your own bed, man, you know? I, I miss being home laying next to my wife, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I can talk to her, you know, I can FaceTime her, but you know, I miss, you know, being at home, being with my wife and my kids and, and, you know, certain things that you miss when you're out there on tour because life continues on, even though you're out there on tour, it doesn't wait on you. So, you know, you miss a few things, man, but it, it was still all love. Um, the best thing was just every show, man, every show, the excitement, I, you know, I'd always have the little nerves, man. Rich always had like a, a set list of music that played before we were going to get on stage. And every time I'd hear it, man, it was just like, oh, man, those butterflies would come to me. And no matter, even if I hear the songs right now, it's like, oh, man, we're about to perform. <laughs> and it's been like, whew, it's been what, since 2010. So it's like, man, it's just a great, great, great thing, man. So being on stage and performing, best thing about touring. Uh, that time up there is just just unbelievable, man. And of course, you get to see, you know, a lot of things, but really you don't get to see the the sights as much as you would like to because you're on tour. You're, you're there to perform. You know, you don't have the time to really go out there and see everything. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a great time, man. Being on tour is great. Being on stage is great. Uh, the food was great. You know, the big guy, man, you know, the food was great. Most definitely, man. <laughs> and now the worst thing, once again, I think I said it before, is just missing all the, 
the stuff, you know, back at home, man, that, that was the worst thing. And just being on that bus, big guy in that bunk in the bus, man. But it was all love, though, man. I, I enjoyed it, man. So, okay, this is another double question. William asked me, uh, what was your favorite tour? My favorite tour, without question, was the tour with Volbeat. Every single show was sold out. We had a ball on that tour. Everything was fantastic from the Volbeat band and crew, uh, from the caterers, uh, from the venues. Um, the load ins and load outs were just amazing. We had a grand time and every show was amazing. And, and I'm going to tell you one thing that was, was super, super unbelievable is we finished up in Osnabrück and uh, Jan came up to me and Jan is the drummer for Volbeat. And he said, Lord, you guys made us work so hard after you guys came off that stage. And the thing was, is that, you know, Volbeat was definitely the headliner. And, uh, you know, we were first support. But, man, you know, you got all these Volbeat crowds ready to see Volbeat. And then you got Stuck Mojo up there. And, you know, we're confident. You know, we come up there and we do what we do. And by the third song, we had them. They were just like, oh, wow, these dudes are something else, man. So I, I will say that the Volbeat tour was the very, very best tour that, that I've been on. And mind you, you know, the first one with Ectomorph and Vengeance and Tenside and, and the great Vendetta was an amazing one also. But that, that Volbeat tour was something else, most definitely. All right, all right, all right. So Sean from Dundalk, Ireland, Dundalk, Ireland. Do you have a favorite performance? It was the Bacon and Eggs Festival, the Earbit Spec Festival. It was a great time. I told a story that uh, we went on. Um, goodness, man, now I'm trying to think of the doggone band's name. Um, goodness, I, I just had it in my head and I can't remember. Anyway, um, we went on before them. They asked us to do 15 minutes, excuse me, 10 minutes extra. Um, I'm trying to see, once again, I'm still trying to think of what the band's name was good charlotte i'm getting old ladies and gentlemen i apologize so good charlotte wanted us to go on a little bit extra because they weren't they weren't ready they wanted us to you know extend our time so had no problem with that we're stuck mojo we're doing what we do so look man we went up there and we tore it down i always say if anybody has video of it because we don't have any video of it i'm telling we have pictures and uh but we tore that down Listen to me when I'm telling you we tore it down. It was amazing. Somebody came up to me after the the uh after our show and said, "You saved the festival. You saved the festival." That's how good our performance was, man. And yes, of course, the Helga story. Helga, Helga, excuse me. It was a young lady coming by in front while we were performing. So Rich was like, "Hey, hey, where are you going? What's your name?" And so she was like, "Oh, she was embarrassed, so she tried to start hurrying up." And then somebody said, that's Helga. And so Rich was like, Helga, Helga, Helga. And the whole crowd starts screaming, Helga, Helga. Man, it was, a, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then Rich said, the only name that's worse than Helga is Edna. And I was like, what? I was like, that's my mother's name. And then, then the whole crowd said, Edna, 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 like that. And Rich looked at me. And he was just like, man, I'm sorry. And I was just like, nah, man, I was in the moment. That's not my mom's name, man. <laughs> I said, it's all love, man. It was just the vibe of the crowd. I was just I was just rolling with the moment, man. So it was amazing, man. But that show, I did not want to get off of the stage. We had that crowd in such a frenzy that when Good Charlotte came on, they were still chanting Helga, still chanting Helga. And so uh, I think it's Benji. Benji made a freestyle about Helga. Don't don't something touch my Helga or something like that. But that was that was my favorite show of all time, and it was an amazing show, man. And uh, yeah, the Earbit Spec Festival, man, it was amazing. Okay, Barry from the Bronx, New York. Ha! What's up, man? 
Were there any other artists you watched and learned from and incorporated what they did into your performance? Yes. So I watched Jay-Z. I watched Bones. I watched a lot of the stars that were already out there to see if I could grab something from them and, and make it an amazing thing. I, I really did. And so, you know, I just watched Jay-Z's coolness. And, uh, you know, I watched Bones as... as uh, Rich said, you know, Bones like a Mexican jump beam, man, just up and down and boom, 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 jumping everywhere, man. You know, I was like, I can't do that. I'm too big to do that, man. I'd be, I'd be wore out by the end of a show trying to jump up and down like that. Bones is actually out there doing doggone aerobic stuff, man. Amazing. <laughs> and still having his voice and do it. That's what makes him so great, man. Big up the Bones again, man. Yeah. So um, watch Bones. Watch Jay-Z. Watched a lot of the stars, just just trying to grab certain things from them to uh, add to my show. And I'm a big guy, so I just stalked the stage. And and when I'm up there, man, I was so much in the music looking like I want to do something bad to everybody. <laughs> hey, man, it was just the vibe, man. It's that stuck mojo music, man. Yeah, so that's what's up with that. <laughs> so, Alex from Boston, Massachusetts. Did you leave Stuck Mojo on good terms? Yes, I did. There is no beef. There's no problem. It's all love. They wanted to move in another direction, I guess, where Rich actually went and started doing work with, um, you know, Fozzie, uh, the other band he was in. And, of course, when you got Chris Jericho, man, it's a superstar, man. So, you know, they were handling their business and doing their things. Oh, was I a little disappointed? Yeah, man, because, you know, I wanted that stuck photo trade to continue on, man. But, you know, why would I be mad about it? I understand it. Um, he was out there handling his business. That was the better thing to do. It's what it was, man. So, yeah, no no problems with me, man. We're all brothers to this day, man. Nothing but love, man. I don't have any issues. I'm good, man. I live my life that way, man. I don't have time to worry about all the stuff that, you know, I can't control, you know. So I'm happy for them. Uh, big up the Fozzy. Uh, you know, they're my brothers. And, uh, hey, salute to them, man. Do what you do. And they're doing very, very well. <laughs> so it's all love. Peace. All right. So what else do we have here? Uh, Sebastian from Lyon, France. I know who this is. Sebastian, what's up, baby? Lord Nelson featuring Lies. How did this come to be? Stuck Mojo's toured with the band Lies. And um, this is my second European tour with Stuck Mojo. And so I just struck up a good relationship with my brothers, you know? Um, Sebastian was just such a cool person and such an amazing guitar player that after we finished the tour, when we got back, um, shout out to Black, Black Swan also. Black Swan, my brothers, Jag. Yeah, what's up, baby? Yeah, yeah, Keith. It, it, listen, okay, let me get back. back. Sebastian, lies. Lord Nelson featuring lies. So Sebastian hit me up and was just like, hey, man, let's do a song together. Would you, uh, you know, do something with us? And I was just like, yeah, of course. Um, because I knew how cool Sebastian was and I know how dope he was. And, and I love watching them every night also. So we hooked up and we we did a song. And so that song uh, made Sebastian say, like, why don't we do something for you? And so it ended up being Lord Nelson featuring Lies. And um, man, you want to talk about my struggle between heaven and hell. That album, man, just allowed me to be so free and and um just just man, just do my thing, man. I I had such a great time. So, you know, Lord Nelson featuring lies, and then you know, we record the song until I die. And um working with Sebastian was like working with Rich. It was so easy, man, effortless. Sebastian just started sending me songs. And I just started writing, and the process was so easy. I was just like, yo, man, we're on. So we did a we did an album. It was great. We had a ball doing it. We put it out there. Uh, we didn't really get to tour it how we really wanted to tour it. We were on M&O, um, M&O Music. Um, we just did our thing, man. So Sebastian, my brother, I love you, man. And, you know, anything that he ever needs, I got him. And, um, yo, it's love, man. It's love. So. Uh, Sebastian again, Lord Nelson and Seb L concept album back on the road. Okay, that came to be. Sebastian hit me up again and said, like, hey, I want to do a concept album. Of course, he's my brother. I was like, I got you. 
So we did that and it was just different with skits and it was just love, man. It's another great album. And, I, and if you guys haven't checked it out, I, I pray that you go out there and check it out, man. Check out, uh, you know, uh, uh, Fight, My Struggle Between. This, the album is Fight, My Struggle Between Heaven and Hell. And also Back on the Road by Lord Nelson and Seb L, man. Just two great albums, man. It, I could talk about this stuff all day long, but believe me, ladies, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to condense it so you don't get tired of what I'm talking about. But I know I'm very interested. Let me look at it. I'm very interested. <laughs> Much love to you guys. Okay. So, Big Dirty from Charlotte, North Carolina. I know who that is. No Power, No Crown. Talk about that band. So, the No Power, No Crown uh, band was, uh, you know, my boy uh, Steve Coleman, who was our um, sound man for Stuck Mojo for many of the tours. And so Steve hit me up one day and he was just like, hey, man, do you want to record something with me? And I was just like, record something with you? He's just like, yeah. So Steve played guitar and I never knew that he was an amazing guitarist. I was I was like, what are you talking about? So, hey, I drive up to Charlotte. We start talking. We start doing music. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm doing shows with these guys. And then all of a sudden he's just like, hey, man, won't you come on in? You know, the door is open. Come on in. I came on in. And next thing you know, we've got an album called The Wake Up Call. <laughs> an amazing project. We had such a great time recording Steve and, and Justin and, and Jeff and Looney. And Matt was with us for a little while. And then Jackson Coleman, Steve's son, great drummer. Yo, man, I had a ball when we just every time we got on that stage with No Power, No Crown. Yo, man, it was an amazing time. And I can think about my boy, Artie Joyner who is um, the lead singer of uh, Star Dog and Host Galaxy. He was just like, man, when you guys performed at the Art Bar in Columbia, man, you guys took the air out of the room. I, I, and I remember that show. Um, it was an amazing show, man. I thought we were just tearing shit up. It was like Nirvana up there tearing up. Man, it was crazy. But it was love, man. We had a ball, man. So the No Power, No Crown, oh, man, amazing project. Uh, if you haven't heard that, man, check that out also, man. We did work, man. Yes, indeed. All right. So. Samantha from Ibiza, Spain? Okay. What's up with Lords of House? <laughs> okay. Lords of House, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to do a project. So when Stuck Mojo was in Amsterdam uh, with, with Ectomorph, we went in there in the Paradiso. Sold out show. Amazing. Amazing. We, we, we did work in there. So after we finished our show, they Everybody left, all the metalheads left, and then they brought in the dance crowd, the EDM crowd, and the place was filled up again. And I was just like, this is crazy. So me and my boy LSU, uh, Steve Underwood Nails, ah, drummer extraordinaire, but boy, I love you, man. So we go back just to see what's going on in this spot. And we're just looking at, we go up on stage with the DJ, and we're just looking at all these damn people. And I'm talking about it's packed out with EDM lovers. Now, once again, I am very cultured and I love all music. And I was just like, when I get back home, I've got to make some of this music. So I finally did. And I created something called Lords of House. So I spoke to a few, few of my DJ friends, you know, my brother and some other guys like, hey, man, I want to create a collective and let's make some some music. Well, that didn't pan out too well. So I just went out of went at it on my own. And so I've made some EDM music. I love EDM music. I've done my thing. I'll still make it when I feel like it. And so, uh, hey, just another great thing. And I think thank the guys uh, that have done some things for me in the EDM side. And, um, yo, man, just just anyway, man, the Lords of House thing is still there, man. And, and I'll put out some more music with Lords of House because I'm dope and I do dope things. <laughs> Was that a Kanye quote? It's all love, though, man. It's all love. Dave Chappelle, thank you for that. So let's see. MMA from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. How did you link up with Plastic Catastrophe? Okay. So my boy, Matt Acevedo. I call him MMA, the magnificent Matt Acevedo. He is like Rich. He is like Sebastian. He's like Steve. He is super talented when it comes to producing music. He is an amazing guitar player. 
And he said he sent me something one time and I didn't return. I said I would, would listen to it. And, and But he said that I never got back with him. I don't remember that. I could have been doing something with no power, no crown. I could have been doing something with lies and it could have slipped my mind. It's very possible, but I'm very good at, you know, keeping up with stuff like that. So anyway, his beautiful wife, Carmen, said like, hey, send him something else. So he sent me something else. And so when he, when I got it, I was just like, yeah, man, this is awesome. Awesome. I said, OK, so I'm, I'm going to write to it. Not a problem. So I started writing to it. And so I sent it back to him and I was like, hey, this is what I got. And he was just like, oh, man, that's dope. And so what did we do? We had a single action action. That was the first one, if I'm not mistaken, action. And then all of a sudden. We've got an album of songs. We've got a whole album. And it's like, man, this happened so quickly. And I, I mean, super, super quick. And um, so what did we do? I, I hollered at my man, Alexandria from M&O. And, um, we got on M&O Music, man. We put out an album. It's a great album. If you haven't heard, it's the, it's the album is called The Fire Starters, and it's an amazing project. I'm not bullshitting you, man. I'm telling you, it's an amazing project. MMA, and, and listen, we got another album or two ready to... We're doing what we're doing, man. It's coming very soon. I'm not playing with you. It's, it's the real deal. So MMA... The magnificent Matt Acevedo, as I call him, my brother in plastic catastrophe with Lord Nelson. So that's how that came to be. That's my brother. I, I I condensed that a little bit, but Matt is my guy, and we're still doing what we're doing right now, constantly working on music and about to put out some more music. Another single's coming real, real soon. So uh, get yourselves prepared for that. It's going to be dope, man. No joke, no joke. Okay. Quentin from Boston, Massachusetts. How do you feel about today's music? I don't have a problem with today's music. Is it different? Yes. But to see these youngsters out here on your YouTubes and your, your, um, you know, your SoundClouds and, and your Spotify's and all these places out there doing work, you can go out there and look at some of these artists, man, and they've got 50 million views. They, it's like, it's just different. They're just out there handling their business. And once again, I love all music. If it's hot, it's hot. So I don't hate on the youngsters, you know. Now, I will say I don't like when the youngsters hate on the older cats, the older heads, because I think that when I came up, I never hated on the older cats because we knew that music and we loved that music, too, because I can listen to stuff from the, the, the 50s, 60s. Man, I can listen to concert music, orchestra music, and I'm good. Classical music is what I was looking for, and I'm good to reggae, to rock, to, to R&B, jazz Man, whatever it is, hip hop, of course, you know, I listen to it and I love it. I have great playlists, man, and I do what I do, man. So I don't I don't hate on the music of today. It is what it is, man. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Most definitely. You youngsters do your thing. And, you know, whenever you need a, a great MC or a great artist, how at your boy. I'm that guy, man. It's the Lord. Nelson, that is. Yeah. OK. All right. That was too much. <laughs> but it's all love. All right. So. Now, see, this is where people on the Internet play too many games, man. But I'm going to take it as and I'm going to say it because I know it's 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 clown. It's whoever's clown. It doesn't matter. So this next question is from Janet Jackson. Yo, see, while y'all are playing, you know, I might know Janet Jackson in the famous words of Sean Delson as far as you know. And then I might not. <laughs> but it's all love. Janet Jackson. These people are tripping. Miss Jackson, if you know. Anyway, what's presently popping for the Lord right now? Well, what's popping for the Lord right now is this podcast. Is this podcast live and loud with the Lord on the CMS network with five Royals Entertainment? Yes, indeed. And I'm even going to be on Unrestricted Radio also. Let me tell you something, man. This podcast is something that I love so much. I love this podcast and I'm enjoying myself and I'm thankful to every single one of you for supporting and prayerfully you're going to support that Patreon page also. And um, I'm just doing work, man. I'm handling business. And of course, Plastic Catastrophe with Lord Nelson doing work. Matt Acevedo and myself, great music coming. We are handling business. That's my brother, man. I'm telling you, we are doing some super, super dope stuff. We're not playing. Music is life. Life is music. We love it and we'll continue to do it. So uh, that's what's going on. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you understand. I hope you had a good time. I am the Lord Nelson. That is from the podcast live and loud with the Lord on the CMS network. 
And I pray that you got enough from this where you know a little bit more about me. I might have talked too long in some places, but I just wanted you guys to be aware of who I am and what I do. And once again, thank you for your support. I really appreciate it and you. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is yours truly, the Lord. Nelson, that is from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment. <laughs> no doubt. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for subscribing, sharing, liking, loving, and all those good things. I really appreciate you. Hey, I'm going to clap you up, y'all. Ah! <laughs> hey, thanks for all the questions, guys. And just like I said, um, we're going to do something where you guys ask me questions and I'm going to answer your questions, indeed. All right, be good. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha. Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is.